It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. I think you can make a really good argument that the most interesting division in the 2021 NFL season will be the NFC West with a lot of teams that are trying to go for it here. I think each and every team in this division would be disappointed if you told them they will be out of the playoff hunt come January. We have the Rams going for it, the 49ers trading up for Trey Lance, the third year of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, and certainly Russell Wilson coming back, and they're always in the mix in Seattle despite maybe some fractures there that are that uh, hopefully don't sink the Seahawks. But this is a really interesting division. It was fun to talk about them and get you a woman who loves you the way Greg Cosell loves Matthew Stafford. This is the NFC West breakdown on the 2021 Fantasy Points Powwow Series. I hope you really enjoy it. FantasyPoints.com virtual powwow number two continues here covering the NFC. You see the promo code there on the, the little screen, if you will, at the top. And if you're not a subscriber to fantasypoints.com, go ahead and then take advantage of that 10% off discount here as we move on to the NFC West. And we start with the Arizona Cardinals. Greg, your thoughts on year number two for Kyler Murray. Uh, you and I have discussed this. Year number three. I was, um, right. Year, what's that? Yeah, year number three. You mean second three with time. second, third with King. Is it third with Kingsbury? Yeah. Third with Kingsbury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've discussed Kyler Murray in the past, Greg. He's a, and, he's a great fantasy player. Yeah. And we keep hoping he'll become a great quarterback, but he's a great fantasy right. player. Right. Well, that's what I was talking about. Year two. It was year two last year was year two. That's where I was going with that. And his running, they are so good with design run concepts in the red zone from the 20 in. And that's one of the reasons he's such a good fantasy player. They're so good with their design run concepts. He scores touchdowns running the ball. With ease in the red yeah. zone. With well, that's ease. my point. Yeah, that's exactly all, that schemed really, really well. They're really good at that. No doubt about it. But um, I, I'm a little underwhelmed with, with Kyler Murray. You know the the well, quarterback. I now. think here's what you're going to see, John. I mean, and then I don't want to be the only one talking here, but then other people can chime in. But given what they did, okay, in in free agency and the draft, I think Kingsbury wants to go back to his roots. Don't forget, coaches coach what they know. And what Kingsbury grew up with is, is the air raid. And that's what he knows. And the air raid has four wide receivers. Now, they played four wide receivers last year, the second highest percentage in the league be, behind Buffalo. But to me, they, I think Kingsbury wants that to be his foundational personnel package. I mean, and they, look they, at all those receivers, Greg. They, it's yes, crazy. they signed yeah. A.J. Green. Say yeah. what you want. I, look, I'm not making a, it's John's job to protect, to project. I don't know if AJ Green's catching 70 balls. Maybe he's not. But the point is, they signed him. So they're going to have Green, Hopkins, Kirk. They didn't draft Rondell Moore in the second round to sit on the bench. So I, I think they're going to be much more of a of a 10 personnel offense. Which they were back in 2019 when Kyler was throwing it to guys like Keyshawn Johnson and Trent Sherfield, and, and it wasn't bad. And by the so, way, they also have Andy Isabella. So assuming right. Larry Fitzgerald retires, assuming, 
they they're still super deep and Greg's right. They're, they're absolutely going to be four receiver offense and tight ends. There are the tight ends there are, are there to block. They're, they're not going to catch very many. Picks. I mean, Max Williams isn't a bad receiver, yeah. but I mean, this is not going to be, they played 12 personnel last year. In my view, again, I'm trying to get into Cliff Kingsbury's head. Mm-hmm. In my view, they played it way more than he really would like to. So you weren't, I was not overly impressed though, with Kyler throwing the football where were you with that? He's erratic. He can make unbelievable throws where you go, wow, because he's got a really good arm and he does have touch and pace. And, you know, in other words, he can he can do every. See, here's the definition of arm talent. Arm talent is making the right throw. Arm talent isn't just throwing it hard. When people say arm talent, I think people automatically think you're talking about a guy having a gun. Now, Murray does have a big arm in terms of arm strength, but he made some really good throws touch pace throws he can vary speeds he was just very erratic and at times scattershot with his ball location he's got to become more consistent with that and at this point greg if if he doesn't really take a step forward i think after 2021 then we could look at the the height issue Uh, i think that's got to be as long as Cliff kingsbury is the coach and again you will see where they go as a team um, obviously they've addressed their defense big time in the last couple of drafts. So we'll see. Um, but if they progress as a team, Kingsbury's not going anywhere and Murray's not going anywhere. Speaking of AJ green, it's a little bit of a hedge, but I mean, the guy's not going to get a hundred targets. Most likely I have him with 47 catches for 560 that's 11.9 yards a catch i refuse to accept the narrative greg that he mailed it in last year i'm sure he was frustrated you know i know separation was maybe not as good but anything jump out to you on aj green what you saw from him last year in Cincy? well i thought that adriel jeremiah green had moments last year where he looked pretty good yeah and then there were other times where i thought wow he definitely lost something so Uh when i see that i don't know what to make of it because when you see the positive i go wow this guy can still play but then i can distinctly see plays in my head where i thought a little bit of the juice was gone so look i don't know him you know my guess is he's had a pretty damn good career that he probably has some intensity to him because it's tough to play at that level that he did for so long without having some intensity, you know, mental intensity and competitiveness. So I would think he signed here knowing that they're going to throw the football and that he's ready to come back. So I can't speak to what that means as a projection, John, but I would bet that he'll look pretty good. Yeah. It's a little confusing, Adam, with Rondell Moore and AJ green added Christian Kirk, Isabella, kind of on the outside looking in and you would think Isabella is, is probably worse. Off well, I than... think what you're going to see, John is green and Hopkins on the outside and Kirk and Moore on the inside. That's what I think they're going to line up with the majority of the time. Yeah. I would think is the fact that they drafted another slot receiver. It does not bow well for Isabella. Although I know in college, he told us on, on NFL radio, he played on the outside. Yep. But here he was supposed to be a slot guy and he can't get on the field. I mean, just uh, it's in a sense, they're giving up on him. By, by drafting more. And I know Moore's a different body type. He's shorter. He's very compact and very strong for a guy who runs as well as he does. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be a spread. They're going to, I agree with Greg. I think he nailed it. Um, Moore they, is phenomenal run after catch. And that's what this offense is built. He, and he's built like a fire hydrant. He's, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's Mr. Olympia. I mean, did yeah. you see his pro day when I did? Well, I had a friend. I had a friend there who actually was filming it and he uh, sent it to me. <laughs> um, 
you know, the, like do you to, have a comp on Rondell Moore in your mind? You know, Rondell Moore is five feet seven. There's yep. really not a lot of comps. Yeah, he's an he's another outlier, but he fits this offense. How many snaps and targets would would you imagine? You know, he gets like they drafted him. Is he going to play half the snaps right out of the gate? Tough call. That's a very tough call. I don't know. I think that's the plan. I mean, I you know, again, it's it's always hard to know with a rookie, but I think that's well, the plan. Well, Pat Fitzgerald needs to retire to help that happen. Right. I think, he, I think I think that's he will happen. retire, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, they they've got Larry way and too I many. I haven't chatted about that. Even though I know Larry, <laughs> we haven't yeah. discussed that recently. Uh nothing here at tight end, which is uh mm-hmm. not not a tragedy. They're not a uh, tight end based team. Yeah. Adam the Battle, I guess. Between it is. It's wide open. Chase they've Edmonds it, and James Conner. They've made it clear it's wide open. Uh, I, I was not very happy with Edmonds when he got extended playing time last year. I still think he's more of a change-up. They may think otherwise. Connor, we know about his injury history. He has versatility. He has size. He's, a, could he's be, not a bad receiver either. I know. He, you know Connor's always caught the ball well. Um, look, it could be a, just a two-man backfield. It could be a 60-40 split. We don't know yet because we're not there. We're, they're not there yet. They, they're, you know, they're, this competition will not be known until training camp once we get through it in the preseason. Uh, but Edmonds seems to be pretty energized. And by the way, he's in the final year of his rookie deal. He's got a lot on the line here. I don't really see it as a battle. It's more jockeying for position. Uh, 60-40 makes sense, Adam. And in that environment, I think you'd lean Connor 60, Edmonds 40. Well, maybe he's built for because he's done it before. Edmonds is not. Well, they're also going to, you know, again, if they go four wide, even though the dimensions of the field are different in the NFL due to the closer hash marks, they're going to look to spread the defense, try to get light boxes and work off that. That's what they're going to try to do that. You know, they're not going to line up as they've done, as they did quite a bit, actually, two years ago with Kenyon Drake, yeah. where they lined up in 12 personnel and, and ran the ball conventionally. I think given what they've done a wide out, John, they're going to try to spread the field and, and play true air raid, true air raid run game. And in that environment, that could be great news for Chase Edmonds. I would think so. But again, Adam's right. I'm not going to sit here and say Chase Edmonds is the guy because we don't know. Right. Yeah, that that uh, that is intriguing, though. Um, certainly James Conner has. The They're an intriguing room. offense because Murray's got a ton of talent. He's been very erratic, but the talent is there. Um, he's certainly comfortable in this offense. He played it in college, you know, and two years in the league. So this is an intriguing – this could be a really good offense. Defensively, anybody have anything of note here? They've got – Well, they've addressed – they've addressed sort of what has become important in the NFL, and we'll see how it plays out. The last two years with Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins – two multi-dimensional multi-positional defenders who can line up theoretically in multiple spots. So they're, 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 they're playing, they're trying to play defense in the way the NFL now demands that you play defense and they get Chandler Jones back. And if he's normal, you know, that guy, because of, of the fact he's been Arizona the last number of years, that guy is a big time pass rusher. Yep. Did uh, Isaiah Simmons, did that, Year one workout? Did, no, did they... I mean, he improved as the year went on. And I think they started to figure out what he is because, you know, we've had we've had this conversation a hundred times. You know, all these internet 
gurus, you know, with guys like Simmons tell you, well, he's going to play five positions. Well, no, he's not. You got to learn how to play NFL football. So he's capable of that as he develops, as is David Collins. But they've made David Collins a stack backer right off the bat. And that's the position he's going to learn. So Simmons will play multiple positions this year, depending on the personnel package. Let's move on. NFC West here. Oh boy, San yeah, Fran. I was just going to say though, they're still they're still very weak at corner. I know they addressed a couple in uh, the draft, but that the way you're going to beat them is you're going to throw against those corners. Alford hasn't really played in two years. Malcolm Butler is getting close to the end. Oh, they are very weak. At yeah, that. So just want to mention that. So go ahead. And that could help Kyler's pass attempts right there. Just mm-hmm. getting in some shootouts. Yep. San Fran, and uh, the news came down last night about Jeff Wilson with the That's meniscus. What, what happened son, to Jeff Wilson? He's, he had meniscus surgery four to six months. My son had the same surgery. Pretty much ended his high school yeah, baseball it, career. Adrian Peterson is the only running back that I know came back within three months. It's, it's, so Jeff Wilson is likely out for four to six months? Yeah, he's, yeah so you won't see him until probably midseason. So now it's yeah. it's Mostert, it's Sermon, it's Hasty, and it's the gall of Wayne Gallman right now. Boy, I, you know, again, with Kyle, you never know because he plays a lot of backs and yeah. – the system allows backs to be effective. It's always been that way, you know, with Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. I just really like Trey Sermon a lot. Now, I, I, John, I can't sit here and tell you Trey Sermon is going to get the bulk of the carries. No one, you know, look, it's the end of May. No one can answer that question. So I'm not going to say that. But, but I think Sermon really fits Kyle Shanahan extremely well. As well as or better than anybody else here, like Mostert? Um, overall, yes, but Mostert has way more juice, you know, explosive vertical, explosive juice. Yep. Yep. Right. What about Sermon's hands and ability? Got to, two of them. Yeah. Oh, great. Proud of them. Not, not three. Um, yeah. But, you know, Mostert before, you know, while he was hurt, he was hurt a lot, but Mostert did get a little bit more action in the passing game last year. Um, does Trey Sermon, is he an unnatural or natural, you know, receiver? Uh, I think he has receiving ability. As I recall, because I watched him in 2018 and 2019 at Oklahoma, you know, just to show you how crazy I am watching these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually ran some vertical routes. I think I remember him running uh, H-seam, you know, out of the backfield. Um, so, you know, I think that there's something there something in that there, regard. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I don't know if he's, you know, a big volume receiver. Sure. And he won't be in that offense, but it, I don't think he has bad hands. That's all we needed to know. Uh, there's there's something there because to your point, in 2018 at Oklahoma, he averaged 15 yards a catch. Granted, it was only 12 yeah. grabs, but still, mm. that I was mean, probably one of those routes you mentioned. I just really like him as a runner. I mean, again, you know, I, I've you know, Kyle Shannon and I have not spoken about this, but I just, I really like this kid as a bat. And where did they draft him? You know, he was a third round pick, and that's exactly pick. what I was about to t- ask. You know, like, Greg, you just mentioned, and Adam, you could chime in here as well. Kyle Shanahan has, his system has made backs. I mean, we're talking yeah. all the way back to Terrell Davis being a six-round pick. Mike Anderson, Olandis, you know. Olandis Gary, dra- I know. Yeah. yeah. When a team drafts, when knowing that you can take UDF, hell, they just did it with Mostert and Jeff Wilson. When you can take those guys and turn them into really good players, but on top of that, draft a running back in the third round, what does that tell you they feel about this kid? Because to me, yeah. that sends the bat signal. I mean, look, if you didn't know who Jeff Wilson was, okay, yeah, and you watched him against New England, it was the game he got hurt late in the game last year when he hurt his ankle. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't know who he was and you watched that game, you would have said, this guy's a pretty damn good NFL back. 
Right. So, I mean, whether you want to say it's the system, whether it's your classic argument again about, hey, there's a lot of great backs. And if you run them a lot, they can all do, you know, be okay. I mean, we're not going to get into that argument right now. But the point is, is they drafted Sermon in the third round and Elijah Mitchell, who's really an intriguing player as well in the sixth round. All yeah. these backs are not making the team. Sermon is obviously, but I mean, every back is not making the team. There's too many, but you know, these guys, I, I kind of really liked Elijah Mitchell's tape coming out of Louisiana. I, I see John. It's sort of a committee slash roles. Like, okay, Sermon might, Mostert is obviously the explosive guy. Sermon might be an early down back. Um, Hasty will be in the mix there. So it'll probably be a three-man rotation is the way that I see it. Uh, I don't know that Goldman makes it. Um, do they really need to keep four backs? We'll see how healthy everybody is in training camp. And then as Greg said, this Mitchell kid's interesting. You can't keep everybody. Wilson, we, we probably won't see him this season. So I think it's a committee. And it's, I mean, depending it's, uh, on Wilson, they could put him on IR. And yeah, him. right. Yeah, but, but yeah. put him on IR, put Jamichael Hasty on the practice well, squad. Yeah, he'll be all... They could just say Wilson, hey, we'll see you next well, year. He'll be on, then, he'll, he'll be yeah. on PUP uh, yeah. physically unable PUP, to perform. Yeah. But uh, the fact of the matter is, John, to figure it out for fantasy, I think it's a, it's going to be a rotation. He's Kyle's big on a rotation. And I don't know if they'll have a lead back. In fact, I would be very surprised if they did. I, I, I see it being a rotation between Mostert, Sermon, and Hasty. In terms of the leader in the clubhouse, in terms of pass targets right now, I got to go Mostert. Yeah. Unless yep. – Gallman makes it and impresses in, in yeah. pass pro and receiving. I, I got to go Mostert there, even though he didn't catch a ball, the ball a ton two years ago when he broke out. He did more so last year. Adam, I'll go back to you. My a position on the quarterback situation is I feel like the Niners obviously like Trey Lance quite a bit, but to me, they'd be more than fine if Jimmy G kept him on the bench all year. Especially I'm wrong. Right, especially that they're getting all these guys back who were injured last season, COVID issues and everything. They were really devastated by it. So they should be, because we've got seven playoff teams in each conference, they should absolutely be competing for a wild card spot. No question. Now, if Jimmy G plays well, I think they're, again, great, you know, but if he goes down, gets hurt, that's probably it, right? I mean, yeah, well, that's just so you know that this is exactly why they, they kind of said, okay, we've had enough. Yeah, Kyle, oh, I know. Kyle doesn't have patience. He's like his father. So he, they, they're going to move on after the season. And we'll see. This one, I, I would agree with. If they're winning, I don't see them pulling uh, Garoppolo for, for Lance. I, I don't see that. I got to say, I don't think you move up and trade away all those picks to go to three overall to let Trey Lance set. I, but I just, it comes down to your record. I mean, if, you're, if they're 0-3 – there's your excuse to put the kid in. If they're three and zero, I don't think they're doing that. I mean, it's a I long-term mean, investment too. Graham. I, I mean, kind of agree with Graham here. By the way, I mean, I'm wow. not, you know, not going to sit here and say Trey Lance is the week one starter. I'm not going to yeah. say that. But I think if Trey Lance has a really good training camp, I, I they gave up an awful lot. Yeah, that yeah. was their guy. I mean, yep. you know that. Again, we we never know this, so I don't want anybody to say you're wrong. It's there's yeah. no right or wrong right now. Yeah. It's the end of May. That's right. But uh, uh, Trey Lance is a pretty talented kid, and he's from what I've heard from people who know, and Adam's heard the same thing. I sure, I'm sure he's a super smart kid, like off the charts smart, a phenomenal leader, whatever that means. You know, you have to be with a guy every day to know that, but that's what you hear. So I, you know, I, I we'll see. We'll see. That's all I can take. Greg, 
Just one question on uh, John on for Greg on his mechanics. Uh, it, talking to quarterback coaches, a lot of guys said to me and, and, and offensive coaches in general who, who graded his tape, they thought he was the farthest away from a mechanical standpoint from being ready to go. Is that accurate? Not accurate? What, what were you? What were your thoughts? Um, I think his delivery yeah. was a little elongated. I think yep. there were times where he had sort of a pause in his motion, not his motion per se, but when he hit the back foot, there was a pause. And then, and in the NFL, you know, fractions matter. So I think that that's something that you want to clean up. Um, I, I don't think that is is a major flaw. I think that can be cleaned up. The delivery is always a question because guys end up when you know, pressure is when the game is going at, at speed, guys throw it the way they throw it. So then you have to decide what that means. Some guys and Adam, you know, you and I don't talk to every single guy. We right. talk to a select group and the group that we talk to, if that's the group that has issues with it, that's what we're told. So um, are there some mechanical issues? Yes. Are they truly problematic? I would say no. Greg, so talk about uh, real this. quick. Greg, Sorry, they John. gave up a lot, obviously, for, for Lance, but I, I would argue it's, again, long-term investment. And as Adam said, they are just fed up with the lack of availability. But you have also told us recently that Jimmy Garoppolo does play extremely well in this system. So Jimmy G's at his absolute best. This guy may complete 70% of his balls for like 8.5 yards in attempt. But I know Kyle. To some degree, okay? I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, he's my best friend, but we've talked. And Kyle, like his dad, and like a lot of coaches, they are all about perfect execution. And I can guarantee, I, I can guarantee this, and, and this doesn't come from Kyle. This is just me talking. Um, I guarantee that to this day, Kyle is bothered by the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter where he yeah. dialed up and I'm not talking about the, the miss to Sanders that's just an overthrow guys miss throws but he missed two plays in the fourth quarter on third down well one was second one was third where he dialed it up a great great design and for whatever reason Jimmy G went brain dead mm. and yeah. I guarantee that to this day that's <laughs> eating Kyle Shanahan up mm-hmm. One thing that, that, you know, even if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't go brain dead, Greg, and, and you can, I mean, not, not just make the argument. It's a fact that if he doesn't, they win the Super Bowl. But um, one thing, even at his best, he's not giving this offense is the designed run game Yeah, at the quarterback position. And obviously Lance does gives you that. Um, now, obvi- now, and by the way, the designed run game works really well off of, um, you know, your, your base run game concepts. We think of Kyle as being pure zone, but last year they incorporated much more gap scheme with pulling guards. So he's expanded the run game. I think he probably wants to expand the quarterback run game. And, and you know when you draft Lance that that's what you're getting. Right. So they drafted Lance. I agree with Graham. They drafted Lance for a reason here. This is not just, oh, let's, you know, let's see what happens in 2022. You know, it would not surprise me if Trey Lance plays this year meaningfully. I think he'll play, but the question is, when do they pull the plug? And, right. Yeah, we don't know the answer. Yeah, the, the situation is very simply this. And I, I remember talking to the Seahawks in 2012. So they draft Russell Wilson to be their eventual starter. They, they didn't have any dreams of playing him year one, but he was so advanced when they got him to their, their OTAs in May, ironically. They were like, okay, let's just see if he can continue this. And once training camp, once they got the second week training camp, it was over. They're like, why are we waiting? So yeah, sure. That same with Justin Fields. Okay. Um, 
you you just don't know till you get there, and then you have to you have to recalibrate and have to make a tough decision because you don't want to, you know, when you're coaching, you guys know this. When you're coaching a quarterback, the only people know are the people there. They put right. their jobs in line. If they're going to pull the trigger early, they got to be right. Well, Russell Wilson was advanced. He also played four years, two different schools, but still, yep. he did play four years. Uh, probably was a little older, and and Trey Lance didn't play last year, or, or very few. Yeah, uh, he played one game, and it wasn't really good. Apparently, it was it was like a scrimmage. I watched the tape. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I mean, I see both sides of the argument for sure. But uh, Adam, the receiving core outside of Debo and and Ayuk is is pretty damn thin. So might they be in the Julio Jones conversation? Yeah, look, Kyle, Kyle. Actually, I saw this uh, transcript of. I don't know if they were playing Atlanta like three years ago, but he was, you know, pretty strong in his praise. Well, he coached. He coached Julio. No, I know he that, but Julio, I'm talking yeah. about. He was asked about Julio Jones, and I don't know if they were playing him. Only one year, though. Yeah. Right, but I, I don't know why he was talking about him because they didn't in the article they weren't really setting it up why he was talking about. Him. But anyway, his his affection for the player and what Julio does to tilt coverage. As John, as I was telling you, money Debo Samuel would be the, the odd man out to me. Now, what does that mean? That doesn't mean like they're not going to play him. But if you're only gonna, if you're going to be a 12 personnel offense, someone's not going to be on the field. I don't see how you take Ayuk off the field. I mean, he is he is so advanced. Um, they'll figure it. Obviously, I think the guy they're really hoping, and and he's healthy now. And again, he's an unknown. But I think they're counting on Jalen Hurd. Oh, oh, to play, yeah, to be well as a backup. Yeah, if they don't add Julio Jones, sure, yes. Yeah, well, he'll be he'd be their slot guy, which is what he played his last year in college, and he was really good. Who's third round pick? Oh, I know. They they took him. He's a big dude, man. He I believe they took him over dude. Terry McLaurin. Well, uh... I, I, I was, I don't know, was it last summer? Jalen Hurd went to college as a running back and as a true freshman in the SEC. He is long. Yeah. He, he gained over 1,200 rushing yards before he transitioned to wide receiver. And they played him over Alvin Kamara, didn't they? As the number one feature back, correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So they're counting uh, on Hurd. That's what they drafted him for. I mean, it's unfortunately been two years that he's been hurt. And, and so, again, now you get into availability. But this kid's got some talent. Also, I have Trent Sherfield. Uh, he's the new Kendrick Bourne, basically. Uh, Richie James actually looked pretty good in that one game he had to fill in there. I, I actually really liked Austin Watkins' tape coming out of uh, UAB. Mm. Um, I, I We'll see. We'll see. He was undrafted, right? Yeah, and he should have been. He, yes. he was a draftable player without question. Okay. Austin Watkins, UAB. Uh, defensively, I mean, we get Verrett back. Yeah, they're um, hurting at the other corner right now, which is why they drafted Ambry Thomas out of Michigan, who's really a very aggressive, competitive, feisty man-to-man corner. I can't sit here and tell you he's going to win the job, but that's why they drafted him. And Verrett, Verrett's a feisty man-to-man corner too, isn't he? Oh yeah, he had a good year last year too. Uh, he's a good story. He, I mean, he's, that's a great. He's story. a super talent, Jason Verrett. Oh, I, I thought he was phenomenal. If he had ne- I mean, again, you could say this about a lot of guys. You know, um, I, I guess I'm allowed to say this on a because I was going to say if if he didn't get hurt, my my dad always used to say if the queen had balls, she'd be the king. You know, <laughs> but um, but if you know Jason Verrett to me when he came out, I thought he had everything to be a great corner, and it's a shame he got hurt. But he's he's he had a really good year last year. Adam, you think we'll see Nick Bosa on the field here week one? Uh, Shannon talked about it yesterday. Um, I guess apparently he's doing really well, and it sounds like he'll be ready for training camp at some sort of uh, – I would also expect Javon Kinlaw to really take a step forward. That kid's got a lot of talent. Let's head on over to Seattle. Not, not a ton going on here. 
with uh, DK and Lockett locked in as the the top two guys. Carson is back. How important is the summer of Penny in your mind, Adam? Uh, Rashad Penny, if he's healthy, clean bill of health, heading into week one, I say we pencil him in for 10 touches a game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Um, they also, I know talking to them, they like to use him on third down as well because he's explosive. He's just, you know, it's been unfortunate, these knee problems. Um, this offense is, it, this is going to be, the way that they explained to me is that this is going to be an old school West Coast offense. It's literally going to force Russell Wilson, if he does his job, to get rid of the football quickly. We know that's always been a challenge for him. That's why Shane Waldron is there. Russell Wilson signed off on it. He, li- he liked his meeting with him. But we'll see what happens. You, you know the run game is going to have to happen because this is what Pete Carroll believes in. Um, if you look at the, sec- the first half play calls of last season to the second half play calls, this is where Pete Carroll came in. So we'll see what happens. Team's going to play cover two and all that. Yeah, that's that what could they be where Gerald Everett comes in. They said Greg. that was what the tape showed them. They said that was part of it. But I still would argue, look at the first half of each game in, in the first eight games, so the, the play calls of the, the, the second half. Um, they're, they're different. We could say all we want about they play cover two. That's fine. But uh, there's a reason why Brian Schottenheimer's not still there. So Wilson did not play well at all down the stretch. His last seven, eight games were yep. bad. Yep. Yeah, Greg, I mean, he. Do, do, do you get surprised at all at how streaky Wilson is? He's always been that way. If you go yeah. back with Seattle, even, you know, and, and again, this is not a knock on Wilson. We know he's a great player. That's not the point. But Seattle's always been very odd offensively they've always had two, three, four games every year where their offense is just not very good at all. And it's very strange. And, you know, I think I'll say this. We're not there. Okay. And it's easy to say that Pete Carroll defensive guy wants to run the ball. That's easy to say, but every coach wants explosive plays and they make their share. No question. But why does Pete Carroll want to run the ball? You know, maybe he knows, and I don't know the answer to this, but maybe he knows that that's the best way to get the most out of Russell Wilson. You know, maybe Russell Wilson is not the quarterback you want dropping back 40 times a game by choice. Yeah, Um, not a structure guy. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, they brought back Chris Carson for a reason. You know, they, they drafted Penny for a reason, you know, even though he's been hurt, but they drafted him for a reason. You know, so they want to to play a certain way do we know why they specifically want to play that way that's open to speculation but this is the way they want to play because they know russell's a playground mentality type of guy well and, again uh, you know i we can speculate on that but this is the way they want to play it's the way pete wants to play yes yes Dwayne eskridge love him Great why, why, what, what do you love about Dwayne Eskridge? And, and is he ready? Can he be utilized right away, maybe in a I, limited role? Yes. Um, explosive, super competitive. He was a defensive back. He's only played full-time wide receiver for one year. You can line him up in the slot. You can line him up outside. In fact, I think despite his size that he can play on the outside, um, and I guarantee that they will do that because Lockett can certainly line up in the slot. Yep. Um, 
Eskridge is an explosive guy. He's explosive as a route runner. He's explosive vertically. He's explosive run after catch. He was one of my favorite receivers to watch, and he was totally virgin for me. I knew nothing about him. In fact, the reason I, wa- I watched him right after the senior ball, because Adam told me that yeah. hey, Dwayne Eskridge had a great week at the senior ball. I, I, I knew nothing about Everyone him. Everyone bragged about him. Every scout that I talked to was there. That he, just, he, he came with a purpose, Greg. He was like he knew this was his one chance from playing at a not, you know, a top school. Hey, these guys are there. I got I got a ball out. And he was just amazing, apparently. And he's super They've been looking for a slot guy, Adam, right? Yeah, they tried John Orsua. He's still there. He's still on the roster, but it didn't work. So uh the what I understand is that Greg's right. Um they're gonna they're gonna tr- they're gonna move es- Eskridge around a little bit. He'll definitely be their third receiver. They don't have a floor. Well that Freddie Swain would be that guy, but he won't really Freddie play. Swain did okay last year. Yeah. I mean, I you know again, they obviously drafted Eskridge for a reason. Yeah. Swain did okay. I mean yeah. it wasn't. He'll be like, their oh four. Right. Eskridge will be their three. And uh, also I love the signing of Gerald Everett, who's who's definitely burned them. I know I know Seattle's had some games where they didn't cover him very very well. And now they got a playmaker because Will Disley did not, you know. John, as you know, he start he really surprised them uh, first couple of years, and then he too many knee injuries. That, so Everett now is going to be their move guy, and this is this is I'll tell you what this adds another dimension. This when they do throw it, there there are some playmakers on this offense. Is yeah, Everett and Eskridge is that enough to differentiate ourselves from last year? Basically, In terms of impact. Yeah, you know, look, Metcalf, Lockett, Eskridge, and now we Eskridge has got to get up to speed on the offense. You know, this is going to be certainly different for him, but an effort's a effort's a slot tight end. So yeah, I mean they really got nothing other than DK and Lockett. They got four, they got four pass targets. Swain would yeah. be the fifth. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, not not very encouraged with the defense, honestly. But uh, I don't even think we need to address. I'm just going to say mean, the offensive line is still a work in progress. They think it's going to be better. The right, the right tackle position is where they struggle a little bit. It's um, been a work in progress since Walter Jones yeah, retired. Yeah. Well, well you know, they did. They did. They have gave Jackson now at right guard. Yeah. They feel that uh, their guards are really good. Damian Lewis was a good mm-hmm. rookie last yeah. year. Um, but yeah, there's the right tackle on center would be, you know, Posick, I think is, is probably better as a sixth or seventh guy, but we'll see. Finally. Last team to cover here in today's volume two edition of the offseason powwow here at fantasypoints.com. The LA Rams and uh, looking good. Greg, I know you've always been a, a Stafford guy, uh, bigger arm, more downfield throws probably coming. All right, here's my second reaction. I'm, I'm going to be a social media guy now and I'm going to make a bold statement Hot right take? now. Okay? Do Hot it. Take coming at you. All right. Yeah. I want everybody to put. Hold this on. Let me there, put my so, seatbelt you know. on. Hold on. Let me put my seatbelt yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle in. You ready? I'm yep. ready. I think if he plays all 16 games and there's 17, excuse me, and yep. there's no injury, I think Matthew Stafford could be in the running for league MVP. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love all it. Right. Yep. All right. All right. 40 touchdown season. I was just going to or... say 40. Just going to say it. Just going to say it. I mean, I think that you're dealing with a high level talent a really good schemer on offense, solid weapons. I mean, Cup, Jefferson Woods, Deshaun, who, again, won't be a volume target, but Stafford can throw it out of the building, and Deshaun can still run and go get it. Um, they drafted 2-2 Atwell in the second round. That's a very intriguing pick. I 
you know, he's, he weighs 149 pounds, which I think I weighed when I was 10 years old. I was about to ask, when's the last time we weighed, uh, other than Graham, who probably weighs 127 right now, when's the last time we weighed 149 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but when you draft a guy in the second round, you have a plan for him. And he's a, he's a player with a plan. Because when you're 149, you, you have to have a plan. So they have a plan. Um, it's a pretty solid old line. It's not bad at all. You know, it's not the best, but it's not bad. I really like Cam Akers. I think he showed if he can stay healthy that he can, you know, be a solid back. Um, I think this is a pretty good offense. How about Cam Akers playing with a guy who's going to challenge defenses vertically more so than golf and second reaction, move the pocket, do more with his legs. I mean, it's nothing earth shattering, but, and Stafford is a better quarterback anyway. So, I mean, John, all good news for Cam Akers. John, let's keep in mind too, what McVay had to do with this offense, especially last year, they, they ran tight per like just tight formations. Yeah. Almost every single play there was no, they, that was so highly schemed yeah. to get woods and cup on these simple drag routes. I think McVay is going to be able to really open this offense up and try to run some more of the traditional like three wide stuff and not run tight every single time. I which will help that. That'll help Akers too. Cause I mean, their run game, man. I mean, they could, these defenses, when you run tight personnel like that, these defenses can kind of key in and just drop safeties mm-hmm. down. I was yeah, I like Schottenheimer was coaching the offense there at times last year. Marty, Marty, Marty ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got Stafford there. I'm not. A, I'm not going to say they're going to throw it 45 times a game, but you, there's so many more throws you can make that you that you would ask him to make that you wouldn't ask Goff to make. That's kind of what I've asked people who've looked at both quarterbacks. I can't wait to see this. I I just can't wait because there's just Goff is a limited passer. Now you had Van Jefferson, Deshaun, and by the way, Sean, uh, Deshaun and Sean McVay are very close. They became very close when they were at Washington together. And right. is is is, is uh, McVay going to appear on Deshaun's next rap album? Is the, uh, what was that? He's uh, producing the, it, actually. He's producing I was say, it. Uh, Sean McVay going to be on, on Deshaun's next rap album. What was that last rap album for, for trivia? Do you know what it was called? Oh, I forget. <laughs> I can tell you're bummed. Um, no, but he's there for a reason. He's going to be, you know, he might only get 15, 20 snaps a game. Robert Woods, we love. Higby, I don't, I don't know that he'll get the ball a lot. But, hey, th- this offense, uh, the only issue is their offensive line isn't, too, isn't great. But, I mean, it's okay. It's not yeah, great. But, it's, it's, you know, yeah. Boy, I mean, it just still felt very cohesive, though, Greg, last year. Right? I mean, is that me? Or it just felt like they were not a problem, really? No, I would say, you know, look, St- Stafford's just way more talented than Goff. Goff. Goff, by the way, is a nice thrower of the football. Goff, Goff is a way better than average thrower. When he's comfortable, he throws a pretty ball. I mean, don't he made a lot of really good throws in his career with the Rams. You know, it's easy to kind of rip him now and say, oh, he's not very good. You know, I, I, he's not a top five guy, but I mean, he's you can line up and play with Goff. It's just he has some potential limitations when he, he struggles with pressure and he has no secondary action ability. And those are two would be seen as two meaningful limitations. Stafford is just, well, Stafford is Stafford's probably been an elite thrower since he's two years Cannot old. Cannot wait. This is, this is going to be, this might be the most fun offense we're going to see this season. Can't wait. Of course, uh, Stafford, the high school teammate of, of Mr. Kershaw in LA. Yeah, there, they're, they're Greg, big and... buds now, now they can hang out in LA. They can do some clubbing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 
No doubt about it. And, and by the way, Kershaw. Yes, both, they both Greg, are. Yeah. yeah, actually, I met Kershaw. I hope, I hope nobody's taking that seriously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you many, met Kershaw, um, Adam? What's that? I met him, actually, at um, spring training. Really? In Arizona, NFL owners means. Yeah, he apparently has this. Uh, I, it was like two seconds. Uh, somebody knew him. We were at um, Cheesecake Factory. This is probably like six or seven years ago in, in uh, Phoenix. John so Kershaw cool. is having a good year, too. He's seven and three. Just hmm. moved up to seven and three last night. Just he was made, actually yeah. brilliant. So but the only strong, qu- but a strong seven and two thirds, one earned run. Oh no, real good. Absolutely. That was a uh, you know that short porch and left in Houston. That was yeah. that home run. So, yeah, so he was get, great. So, so getting back to this, Acres is their full time back. We know that he he did a good job uh, coming back. You know he he became the guy late. Did a very good job. I mean, the only question is, will Higby get the ball anymore with Everett gone? Theoretically, yes. I know Greg likes Bryson Hopkins. We'll see if he's ready. Well, again, I mean, I like his college tape. I don't know what their plans are. Right. We'll see. We'll see if he can get involved. But the the, the offense does not go through the tight ends. That's been very clear. I I don't think that's going to change. One fantasy nugget, Joe Dolan, just randomly. I feel like Daryl Henderson is a great stash and hope guy because he is a cam Akers injury away from being like a top 15 back oh yeah and i mean i just drafted him as my fourth running back in the best ball draft just you know as much as i love Akers this year guys do get hurt um i think this offense is just going to be spectacular i think it's an offense that quite frankly in general john is undervalued right now now i just did a video breakdown for the player profiler draft kit um and Robert Woods is wide receiver 17 right now. I don't see why Robert Woods can't can't catch 90 passes this year. I mean, I mean he's done it with Goff, but I just He does it like, every year. That's he does it number. every year. I just think this is going to be I'm so I am so excited. Like just like if the Bears decide they're going to start Justin Fields week 1, man, I'm going to love that Sunday night f- football game between the Bears and the Rams. I'm excited to see Stafford in that, in that uniform, I'm excited to see what he does with this offense. And, you know, I think Sean McVay, we just talked about Kyle Shanahan being just completely fed up with the execution. I think Sean McVay was fed up with having to do everything himself. Like, I think he was fed up with saying, man, I've got to put Jared Goff in a perfect situation. Didn't think he mm-hmm. was uh, – I think he wanted once a quarterback who can bail him out. And this, like, goes back to the whole – you know, the whole Mac Jones argument when when Shanahan traded up and they're like, oh, we traded up for Mac Jones because Mac Jones fits that system. Well, yeah, he might fit the system. Jared Goff might fit McVay's system. But to me, that doesn't mean that McVay doesn't want a quarterback who occasionally is going to be able to bail out the system or when the defense wins, bail that out or give him exp- I don't I don't think anybody who's a great schemer is going to intentionally restrict himself simply because he thinks his scheme is better than everybody else's. So I I think I'm I'm just really excited to see, you know, this is an offense that has gone down from the top three in yards per play at the beginning of McVay's tenure to a, to an offense that was in the bottom half of the league in yards per play. To me, that absolutely eats at McVay. And I, I think he's really, uh, let's just say he's going to whip it out. This year, uh, just just so I, you know, Joe, yeah. one thing I'll say about that is McVay was the one who basically pushed um, the general manager to trade. Goff, he had had enough. Yeah. McVay right. inherited Goff, as yeah, we know. Yeah, you, you're right. He definitely won him off the roster. That's 100% correct. Yeah, Greg, and was Stafford we... the guy, Adam, or were they exploring other avenues? Uh, there, was well? two, there was Stafford, another quarterback, but Stafford was the one. Well, Stafford won it out, and it just made so much sense. And mm-hmm. um, 
I think we've, I think we, Greg really pointed it out very well. You just, there's so much more you can do with Stafford. There's in a throw that he can't make. I, I can't wait to see this. It, I, and I'm happy for him because he, he was sick of the losing. And now he's got a chance to win and be pretty special with a great, really good group of pass targets. Defense lost a couple of key guys, but they, they should still be good. But Greg, we can end on the Cam Akers uh, question here. Like if Cam Akers is healthy and really, you know, shows us the best that he can be, what what kind of upside is it? I, I feel like he could be, he could challenge for the league rushing title, honestly, based on what he showed late, late last year, especially late. The the and you said this last year, you know, the the nuance to his game, the, yeah. the patient, I mean, it was definitely on display in like November, December. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, he's not small either. He was 217 at the combine, so I don't know what he played at, but I mean, he's not small. Um, I, I really liked the way in which he ran. I mean, is he the most explosive back out there? No, he's a slasher. He's a glider. Um, but I thought he was very skilled, workmanlike. You hit it on the head. He had patience, vision. He understood fronts. He understood where to run, where not to run, based on the blocking scheme versus the defensive fronts. And by the way, you have to learn this at the NFL level. Um, and he had a great feel for that coming out of college. So I, I really like Cam Akers. You know, your point about um, challenging for the rushing title, obviously that depends on number of carries. Um, and we'll see if McVeigh, based on what Adam just said, if they end up throwing it a little more because yeah, the quarterback true. is better. We don't know the answer to that. That's true. That's I hard. Mean, I know, yeah, that's hard to answer. I know he yeah. wants to run the ball. McVeigh is a guy who does believe in balance, and he does believe that the run game clearly sets up a lot of things you do with the pass game, just as Kyle Shanahan does. So they won't abandon the run game, John, but it's just hard to know right now what that balance will be. I'm calling it right now. Jake Funk will be a cult hero on the, on the Twitter uh, in, in a year and a half. Just throwing that out there. I guess he's like a fullback um, or, or is he? Uh, uh, John, just, he's a super athlete. Like the kid he from, he's the kid from Maryland, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's an yeah. incredible athlete. Like, yeah, he is. Yeah, so they I, drafted a lot of just freak athletes too. Right. John, what are you giving Stafford for, for pass attempts? I'm curious. Uh, yeah, let me pull that up. Bop, bop, bop. Um, tried to keep it. You know, I understand the defense is very good. So unlike the years in Detroit. Uh, corner, where corner's year, a little he, bit sh- Corner's actually a little shaky. Yeah. Ramsey. But but it's nothing like, the, didn't he throw it 700 times one year in Detroit? 626 in 19. Okay, I mean, 700 30, 30, seems absurd. No, I'm talking, I'm sorry. I'm talking about golf. I'm sorry. I'm talking about golf. Oh. Um, so Stafford, I have him with, oh, Jesus, let me find it. Sorry. I got to resort here. Yeah. It's funny. Just, just to make a point. Well, well, you're looking that up, John, yeah. you know, we all, every year we do the draft, obviously, and we talk more about it and, you know, and I, I, I've been watching quarterbacks coming out next year and, 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 and every year we talk about this quarterback has a gun. What an unbelievable, yeah. Arm. yeah. you know, I mean, we say that, you know, Matthew Stafford now, now, that that's, is a gun. That's freaking high level. Matthew Stafford has a has a true hose. Howitzer. So Howitzer wants to start comparing. Well, this guy's got a gun. Watch Matthew Stafford throw it. Right. Right. 35 attempts a game I have for Stafford. 16 go games. Higher. Actually, would go higher. You know, to Greg's point, they want to run the ball. I don't know. Like, I can't answer that. Yeah, these I, are the I, things I, I'm thinking of, though, when I when I I'm going project. 37, 38, but that's just yeah. me. But the defense is good. They do want to run the ball. I mean, 35 a game 
it's still a pretty healthy number. It is. All right. So, you know, I have him with 32 tutty passes, uh, one rushing. Um, there is some upside to be had here, um, but I'm not going to project the guy to throw 41 touchdowns, but it could absolutely happen. Well, what could also happen is we could reconvene next week and crank out part three and four of a four part little series here on the interwebs Same time and, Tuesdays and Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I believe we need to kind of fire that up and, uh, you know, you know, run it up the flagpole Alrighty. and see what everyone's time is. All righty. Uh, but we'll get to that. And, um, you can check out the uh, first two uh, divisions that we covered, the NFC East and the NFC North on fantasypoints.com on the multimedia section there. Just click on the archives. Of course, this one. And then next week we're back with the AFC and Greg Cosell's draft guide is still available. Still believe we're getting some purchases there. It's absolutely great content and your subscription to fantasypoints.com. You could save 10% using that promo code that is promoted here on the screen. So I'll wrap it up here. We thank Ben Kukanis for keeping us on the air and all that. I believe I had a little bit of a technical problem at the top, but uh, all good there. We thank Adam Kaplan, Greg Cosell, Graham Barfield, Joe Dolan. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and uh, we will catch you next week with the AFC version of the Fantasy Points Virtual powwow. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.